Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Week one is upon us, so that means we're just going to get things kicked off with our wide receiver rankings. And they are as follows. Our wide receiver ones are... Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase, Amon Ross St. Brown, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Jalen Waddle, Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Devontae Adams. Now, I will mention with Cooper Cup, we're going to have to monitor that situation because he is uh, dealing with that hamstring injury and he has re-aggravated it. Sean McVay did, did say today that uh, he is day-to-day, so we'll have to see. we still got about, a, you know, obviously a little over a week until kickoff, so we'll see on that. But uh, that is something we definitely need to be monitoring with him and what his availability will be for next week. So, Cody, why don't you uh, hit us off with some of these wide receiver ones you want to talk about? Yeah, man, I was a little excited when I when I pulled up the ranks and, you know, we, we you know, pulling the, pulling the curtain back. We just did our running back show. I was much higher on Javante Williams. That's been your guy all offseason. Another one of your guys I am also higher on this week than you, Chris Olave. I have him at eight. You have him at 14. They're going up against the Tennessee Titans, who were just absolutely dreadful last year against the pass, but they had one of the strongest run defenses in the league, and I really don't expect that to change this year based on some of the changes they've made on, on their defense. Uh, you know, So because I think the Saints might have a, a little bit of a tougher time on the ground, Obviously, no Kamara, Jamal Williams. We have Kendrick Miller listed as questionable at this point. Obviously, we're still more than a week away. But I think they're going to be able to move the ball with ease through the air. So love Olave in the spot. Even Michael Thomas. While he's healthy, if you drafted him, you know, probably in a, in a deeper league, you know, you can throw him in the flex. And I think he's going to be absolutely fine there because this, this, uh, this Titans secondary is going to be absolute cheeks some other matchups i really like i am firing up all of the chargers and all of the dolphins this week absolutely love this game is going to be to me one of the best games one of the most entertaining games to watch this weekend certainly for fantasy points this is going to be something that a, a lot of our eyes are going to be on both these offenses are going to be pushing the pace pushing the ball i think this is the second highest total we have on the week behind the the thursday night opener with the the chiefs and the lions so Tyreek and Waddle, obviously, both of those guys are being drafted as wide receiver ones. You're firing them up. I actually have Tyreek as my number one wide receiver. I have Waddle at number five. So I absolutely love this game. Keenan Allen is also a wide receiver one for me. And uh, Mike Williams is going to be a strong wide receiver, too. So I'm firing all those guys up with zero hesitation. Yeah, I completely agree with that game has one of the highest totals on the week with 51. And then the Chargers set at 27 and a point, uh, implied point total uh, for this week as well. So I think both of those guys are very, very strong options this week. So I will say, I, th- I think Garrett Wilson is in a really good spot this week against the Bills. I think this has sneaky shootout potential here. You know, Aaron Rodgers' first game here with the New York Jets. And so I do think this game has a sneaky shootout potential on Monday Night Football. So I do like Garrett Wilson quite a bit here in this matchup against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, let's go ahead and move over to our, our to our wide receiver twos this week. And they are as follows. Keenan Allen, Devonta Smith, DK Metcalf, Calvin Ridley, T. Higgins, Amari Cooper, Mike Williams, Debo Samuel, Christian Watson, DJ Moore, Jahan Dotson, 
and Drake London. Cody, hit us with some of your wide receiver. Yeah, man, Calvin Ridley has been obviously one of the most talked about wide receivers this offseason. And this is a point where if you're just looking at last year's fantasy points against, this is where it can be like misleading and get you into a little bit of trouble. So last year, the Colts allowed the seventh fewest half PPR points per game to wide receivers. So if you're setting your lineup, I know in a lot of the apps, they'll give you, you know, the little like red and green kind of indicators, you know, to tell you who who might have a good matchup and who doesn't. And at this point, obviously all we have to go off is last year. So you might see like a little red indicator next to Calvin Ridley. Do not fear it. Don't look at that and think like, oh, you know, should I be looking at someone else? I maybe drafted after Calvin Ridley. Fire him up without hesitation. The starting corners that the Colts are going to be running out there are either going to be two second-year corners who I think both might have been undrafted free agents or at least you know late-day three guys with very little uh, snaps and experience under their belt, or it's going to be their second-round rookie they took from this year. Either way, you know, from all the reports we've gotten from Calvin Ridley, moving really well, showing a strong connection with Trevor Lawrence. So I'm not worried about this at all. If you see that he's a little bit lower in, like, you know, some other rankings, I wouldn't sweat it. You can fire him up with uh, with confidence. Debo Samuel was a guy I was a little bit lower on throughout the offseason. But looking at this matchup with the Steelers, I think he's going to be the one that we want to start between him and IU. I really like what the, what the Steelers did. They kind of revamped this entire defense. But one thing that they are lacking across the board is speed. So I think we're going to be able to see, you know, Kyle Shanahan and Debo Samuel exploit that with a lot of those end around jet sweeps, getting him in space and allowing Debo to, to pick up the, the yards after catch that he is known for. And that's Shanahan offense is known for. So I do like Debo this week going up against the Steelers. And you said it, Kev, uh, Jahan Dotson, he is as high as he is solely because of me. Kev, you have him a little bit lower in your rankings, but he is just in an absolute smash spot here going up against the Cardinals defense that is by far we're, that is by far one of the worst in the league. We're going to be targeting them every single week, regardless of who's going up against them. Ter- Terry McLaurin has yet to practice after suffering that turf toe injury. I don't think they're going to be rushing him back here for for week one. And if you were watching that game when McLaurin got injured that preseason game, Jahan Dotson was absolutely peppered with targets after that. So, you know, even if they jump out to a big lead against the, the Cardinals, I still think he's going to be able to do enough damage to pay off as a wide receiver too. I think Curtis Samuel is sneaky if you're in a deeper league and, you know, maybe you took him toward the, toward the end of your draft. I think you can even throw him out there as well, as long as Terry McLaurin does not make it back for week one. Even if he does, Dotson is still going to stay as like a back-end wide receiver too for me. And then speaking of bad secondaries, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are also in great spots going up against the Rams secondary. This is a team that gave up the 11th most fantasy points per game to wide receivers last year, and they got worse. Obviously, they lost Jalen Ramsey. I, you know, you look at the the step chart. I don't think you know even some of the the more rabid NFL fans are going to recognize a lot of these names that are on this Rams depth chart. So both those guys are in really good spots, regardless of whether or not JSN plays. I couldn't agree more. I think this is a matchup. Uh, we're going to want to exploit wide receivers against the Rams all year. Their secondary is absolutely atrocious. It's right up there with the Cardinals. I think, uh, you know, in, in their secondary. So I totally agree on that. Uh, I, you know, I just want to piggyback off this, this Chargers game. I think Mike Williams is in a very, very good spot. I could probably even move him up even higher from where I even have him right now. Uh, you know, he's more of the deep threat here in this offense. They're going to be missing Jalen Ramsey, who's placed on IR. 
their secondary already wasn't very good last year. So I do think Mike Williams is also big game. Mike is in a really good spot. I know Quentin Johnson, somebody that a lot of people drafted, but he's more of a slow burn guy. I, you know, right now it, it wouldn't even surprise me if Josh Palmer got more action, you know, heading up into the season than Dan did uh, Quentin Johnson did at least starting off. So uh, I do think Mike Williams is in a really good spot here in this matchup against them. So, uh, you know, let's go ahead and move over to the wide receiver threes here. And let's start that off with Tyler Lockett, Chris Godwin, Deontay Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins, Cortland Sutton, Brandon Ayuk, Mike Evans, Michael Pittman, Christian Kirk, Jordan Addison, Marquise Brown, and Zay Flowers. So, Cody, hit us with the good stuff. Looking through this list, the, the guy that stands out, especially in terms of a matchup standpoint, is Cortland Sutton going up against the Raiders. We've talked about this this Raiders defense being another one of these ones we're probably going to be targeting all year long. We're not very good against the pass or the run last year. I think they've potentially gotten worse with losing some of the names they've lost during the offseason. Now you have Jerry Judy, who is very unlikely to play week one. I just don't see how he makes it back. So I think Cortland Sutton's in a really nice spot. Obviously, that means Marvin Mims because of Jerry Judy being out. He's going to be in a really nice spot as well. Uh, Jordan Addison, I think this Tampa Viking game is going to be sneaky. Obviously, Vegas doesn't see it that way because, in terms of being sneaky anyway. It's one of the higher totals that we have. But I think this could be an instance where we see the Vikings jump out to a lead pretty quickly. And then we're going to have to see Tampa Bay drop back and throw it a little bit more. You know, I would love to have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin a little bit higher in my rankings. It's just really hard to do with, you know, talking about Baker Mayfield having to battle it out with Kyle Trask. As the, as the starting uh, as the starting quarterback there. But whether it's garbage time points or not, I think this is a case where you could feel a little bit better about starting your uh, your Tampa Bay Bucks. The Vikings' uh, secondary struggled. They lost some pieces. I know they brought in Byron Murphy from Arizona, but that's not going to be able to cover up all the other holes they have in that secondary. And then Marquise Brown, you know, we're, we're talking about how bad that Cardinals defense is going to be. Speaking of garbage time, I think this could be a situation where we see Marquise Brown just get peppered with targets because they're going to have no other choice. I mean, it's him. It's Michael Wilson as a third-round wide receiver. Zach Ertz, what, 33 years old, coming off the, the ACL tear. And then James Conner, who you know is fine as a pass catcher, but you know he's nothing elite in terms of a, a of the running back position. So I think Marquise Brown is going to be fine as a, as like a back end wide receiver three, who's going to have to thrive on volume. And if he can get like a broken play or something like that, or you know the defense is kind of just playing back, that's going to be fine because, like I said, garbage time points—they're all created equal in terms of fantasy. So we don't care when they get them or how they get them, but. Marquise Brown should be at least a flex consideration type play for week one. I really like the Steelers wide receivers this week. I know the 49ers, we're going to see that. Like, oh, that defense is so good. One, we don't even know the availability of Nick Bosa, you know, and, and that is going to play a role into this defense. And then uh, last year, I mean, the 49ers defense allowed the, the six most fantasy points to wide receivers last year. And so I do think Deontay Johnson is in a really strong spot. I know he didn't score any touchdowns, but that is definitely going to change. He was top 10 in red zone targets last year. He is the target monster in this offense. He is somebody that's I think I was on pace to probably see another 140 targets again this year, which he's done each of the last three years. And so I do like this matchup against the 49ers. And then Zay Flowers, I really like this matchup against Houston. Houston secondary is not very good at all. Zay Flowers, I I do think he's their number one wide receiver. I know some people are going to think it's Odell. I don't think that it is. I think it's going to be Zay Flowers. I think he sees a lot of targets. Todd Mockin's going to want to open this offense up. That's all they've talked about all offseason. And training camp is really wanting to get these wide receivers involved. And so Zay Flowers is another uh, guy that I really like here in this matchup. 
for most people that probably drafted him in the 10th, 11th round or something like that. I think you can fire him up week one against Houston. I think he's in that good of a spot here against, against this offense. Now, uh, Marvin Mims, I think, is also somebody that should have some flex consideration this week against the, the Raiders. I don't think Jerry Judy plays. I just don't. I don't think there's any reason for them to even even think about doing it. I know they're not going to put him on yeah. IR, but I just don't see a scenario where he plays. Terry McLaurin, we're going to have to really monitor the situation if he plays. Because even if he does, I'm still worried about this turf toe. You know, and is he more of a decoy? Because I also think if he doesn't play, Curtis Samuel also has opened up. Now, maybe that's a little bit too deep. Obviously, for week one, we have to keep that in mind that everyone is drafted. Most everybody's players are healthy. You're not, you're not on bye weeks and everything else. You're probably not going to have to ever go that deep unless you just really struggled and, and something like that. But I did want to mention him as an option as well. So, you know, some of the uh, Elijah Moore also, I think, is in play as, as a pretty strong start this week as well. Somebody, again, people probably drafted in that little later rounds of the draft. But Elijah Moore, I think, is going to have a really big season with Sean Watson. And I think this Browns uh, Bengals game, while it has been a little bit more low scoring in the last couple of years, and, you know, like I've said, the, the Bengals have really struggled. I think he's, they're like, he's like, I think Joe Burrow's like one in four against the Browns in his career. It's kind of wild, but, and they've done a really good job of containing him. But I do think Sean Watson uh, can exploit some things here in this Bengals defense. And so I do think Elijah Moore kind of getting him out in space, getting the ball in his hands, something that they're going to want to do here. So uh, I think those are some of the guys that are past like the top 36 here uh, that we should be taking a look at. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Elijah Moore just to, to add one more point to that. Uh, he'll he'll mostly be seeing Mike Hilton, who gave up the eighth most yards from the slot last season. So, you know, I, I do really like throwing in Elijah Moore as a, as a flex-type play. Again, 12-team, 14-team. You probably don't have to start him in 10-team leagues. But, you know, if, if you picked him up because of some of the buzz, I think this is a spot where you can go out and play him. Another slot wide receiver, Kev, one of your guys that you've talked about a bunch this offseason – is Jaden Reed. Uh, the Bears slot corner gave up the fourth most yards when targeted from the slot last year. They're pretty solid on the outside and in their secondary with their safety and their free safety as well. So I, I'm I'm excited to watch Jaden Reed and see what he can do in this, especially in this type of situation. The Bears have obviously went out and they kind of revamped their linebacker room as well. So, you know, Luke Musgrave in his first start as a rookie, Jaden Reed is in the kind of the same situation. But I think this could be a spot where Jaden Reed is targeted a little bit more than some of the outside guys. So he's a name. Again, probably not going to be starting because it is week one. You might not, Jaden Reed might not have even been drafted in your leagues, but he's someone who to definitely keep your eye on, pay attention to as you're kind of keeping waivers in your mind for week two, because there's definitely going to be some guys that, you know, you thought were going to be useful that just go out and put up absolute duds in week one. So he might be someone that you're switching out uh, for a player on your team currently. That being said, be sure to hit that like and subscribe button for future content. We'll see you on the next one. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.